We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Monday, July the 13th, 2020. On today's show, we continue along with the position unit previews today. We are breaking down the Gamecocks running backs heading into the 2020 season. We'll take a look back at 2019, meet the running backs. I'll talk about who has the most to prove, the best overall. Season will be successful if, and give my overall grade for the unit. Also, some news and notes to get into your listener questions. And a fantastic interview with Marco Washington. You know him better as Marco808. You also know him better as the creator of the Sandstorm remix. Marco, a good friend of mine. We have a phenomenal conversation about just how that idea came about for him, his life overall, where his inspiration comes from. We'll talk a little, a little bit of Carolina as well. Fantastic interview, guys. A lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with it. It's all brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app. Go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to save $20 off your first purchase. Guys, it is the best ticket buying app by far. The only one I use, the only one I recommend for a number of reasons, but one of them, they have a great ticket rating system which rates the tickets for you based on the type of deal you're getting. Guys, so never again do you have to worry about, listen, in this post-COVID world, we're not going to scalp tickets anymore, right? We don't want to come interacting with people. We don't want to come within six feet of people. Fine. You don't have to do that anymore. It's all digital purchase through SeatGeek. And you're going to know the biggest thing is, I, Chris, I want to make sure I'm getting the best bang for my buck, right? I want to make sure I'm not getting ripped off. SeatGeek does all of that work for you. They're going to make sure you're getting the absolute best deal. They're going to show you a deal score. You're going to know exactly what are the people around you paying. And listen, guys, sports are returning. Sports are returning. NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, all of those are returning. Hopefully, fingers crossed, college football. And fans at some point are going to be in the stands. You want to make sure you're getting your tickets. And again, when you're getting your tickets, everybody wants to get a good deal. Everybody wants to get that bang for the buck. Everybody wants to save money, right? So we can go in the stadium. We can purchase beverages. We can purchase souvenirs. We can purchase merchandise. Whatever it may be, any way you can save money is always good. SeatGeek is going to help you do that. Again, with their ticket rating system, it's the best bang for your buck. You're going to have that confidence when you click the buy button that, hey, I know I'm getting a good deal. You have that peace of mind. Now you can just go enjoy the event. And if you don't want to go to a sports event, once they return concerts, comedy club events, they have tickets to literally anything and everything. But, of course, if you're getting Gamecock sporting event tickets, SeatGeek is the place to go. So, again, that's our friends at SeatGeek. Go download the SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-R-S-U-P to save $20 off your first purchase. Let's get it.
as we are continuing along with the position unit preview series, talking about the Gamecocks running back today, a position, a lot of turnover, a position that's going to be very, very, very important to South Carolina's success this 2020 football season. Before we get into everything really quickly, guys, as always, if you have not done so, rate and subscribe to the show, rate the show, go leave five stars, go leave your thoughts, feedback, whatever. Whether you be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever it may be, I appreciate and genuinely like when I can communicate with the people that listen to this podcast, that consume the content. If you have any feedback or if you just want to show some love, I know a lot of you already done so, and those of you who have done so, I say thank you so much. But if you haven't, go take five seconds out of your day. Go leave five stars. And, again, if you want to leave a little bit of write-up, there's suggestions you have, things you like, things you don't like, things you want to see more of from me, from the podcast, whatever, from the content even, that's a great place to do it. So, again, go rate the show. Go leave five stars. Also, if you're listening and not subscribed, I genuinely do not know what you are doing at this point. Hammer that subscribe button. Click the follow button on social media if you haven't done so. Click the subscribe button on YouTube, on every single outlet. We are literally everywhere. TikTok, you name it. The Spurs Up Show is all the place. Be sure to follow. Be sure to subscribe. It helps boost the podcast, helps others as well that maybe aren't familiar with it to find it as well. So be sure to rate and subscribe, guys. And for those that have already done so, I truly do appreciate it. All right, let's dive right into it again. The offseason continues. A lot going on. We are continuing along with the position unit previews. And today, we are talking about the Gamecocks running backs heading into this 2020 football season. Before we do that, before we talk about 2020, let's take a look back at 2019. Um, very interesting year, if you guys remember 2019, the Gamecocks had a lot of questions um, coming into that 2019 season. You remember Thomas Brown was hired as the running backs coach who, you know, we thought would make a big impact. You know, we definitely thought Thomas Brown would be a dude. He was a stud in college. Knew what he was talking about, was obviously a major upgrade over Bobby Bentley, who I know the majority of us were not huge fans of him, him at the running back uh, coach position. So you upgrade massively, massively with Thomas Brown. And I would say it paid off major, dividend, major dividends. You also get Tavian Feaster, the transfer from Clemson. Because you remember last year it was wide open. It was a crapshoot last year as far as to who was going to be the starting running back. You know, Rico Dowdle had battled injury, had been very inconsistent. Mon Denson really hadn't shown you anything. You know, he'd been okay in his time at Carolina. Sean Fenwick had been okay in very limited playing time. So Tavian Feaster came in, was supposed to be the guy that was really going to take over the role. You know, I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to be the bona fide number one guy. He was going to be the, the bell cow back, if you will. I thought he was going to be the feature back. And Rico Dowdle and Mon Denson sort of would have been his complimentary two, three guys. Um, what we saw happen, over the summer and then the fall. And if you guys remember, we talked to, the, to Michael Skarnecki about this um, last fall when I had him on an interview, that when Tavian Feaster got on campus, Rico Dowdle flipped the switch. Rico Dowdle flipped the switch. He changed the way he ate, changed the way he prepared, changed the way he practiced. And you, you could definitely see it. I mean, again, unfortunately, battled some injury last year as well. Um, Tavian Feaster did end up being the, the – uh, leading rusher for the Gamecocks, 124 carries, 672 yards, and five touchdowns. But Rico Dowdle right behind him, 106 carries, 498 yards, four touchdowns. Mon Denson, 39 carries, 232 yards, three touchdowns. Kevin Harris come behind him, the true freshman. Obviously, his big breakout day was against Charleston Southern. But he had 21 carries, 179 yards, and four touchdowns. And then Sean Fenwick, 22 carries for 111 yards to round out the running back group. Um so very spread out in regards 
to the touchdowns are concerned. Now, obviously, again, Feaster and Dowdle were your feature backs. And, again, I think everybody was – I don't want to say shocked because we knew Rico Dowdle had it in him when he was a true freshman. You saw those flashes. But I know I was very surprised to see the Rico Dowdle that we saw last year. I mean, that was by far, I thought, the best Rico looked in his career. Tavian Feaster, I thought, had a solid campaign, maybe not quite as much as I expected. But overall, the Gamecocks running game in 2019 did leave some things to be desired. I mean, again, Thomas Brown did wonders with the running back group. There's no question. He got as much production out of the running backs as we had seen in quite some time. But listen, the stats speak. Gamecocks finished 149.7 yards per game on the ground, which was 10th in the SEC and good enough for 82nd nationally. So the running game was not overwhelming by any means, but I thought you saw some guys. And again, I, th I thought there was a real philosophical change, if you will, um, with the running back position. I, I just think having a guy like Thomas Brown in there obviously changed that. Fast forward to now. We're about to meet the running backs coming into this 2020 season. Thomas Brown is no longer there. Um, Thomas Brown is no longer your running backs coach. So things have obviously changed. Let's meet the running backs heading into the 2020 football season. Uh, obviously, you have Marshawn Lloyd, the freshman. He is the storyline coming into the 2020 season, no doubt. The highly touted blue chipper recruit. I know we're all fired up for what Marshawn Lloyd can do, the true freshman. Uh, Kevin Harris, the sophomore. Deshaun Fenwick, a sophomore. Slade Carroll, a senior. Zach Doe, the freshman. And then Jaquandre White, the junior, the transfer um, coming in as a junior. Let's talk most approved, best overall. Season will be successful if overall grade. You guys know the drill. Um, and this one's kind of interesting because my most approved and best overall, I'm going to go ahead and spoil it for you guys. They're the same guy because, listen, I could sit here and talk about, you know, and, and I'll talk about them a little bit, but I could sit here and kind of go through and talk about the position battle, and I think there will be certainly be a battle. But the running back position revolves around one guy, and that one guy is Marshawn. He, he, is, he is the biggest storyline and the biggest talking point heading into this 2020 season. And that's why he certainly got the most approved to me. Um, listen, I, I'm a little nervous putting the type of expectations on him that I know a lot of us do because he is a true freshman. You know what I mean? This is the SEC, and as a true freshman, he's going to take his lumps. He's going to have his growing pains. But when you're the highest-rated running back signee since a guy named Marcus Lattimore wore the garnet in black, those expectations are just going to come. You know, we had Marshawn Lloyd on the show listening to him, why he chose South Carolina. He chose South Carolina because he knew he was going to play. And I'll go ahead and say up front, guys, I fully expect Marshawn Lloyd to be the day one starting running back. Maybe Kevin Harris gets the first snaps in the Coastal Carolina game just simply because, you know, he was there last year and he has some experience. But I fully, fully expect Marshawn Lloyd to be the guy in this 2020 season. I expect him to be the feature back for this Gamecocks offense. And if South Carolina, if they have a successful season, if they make a bowl game, if they win seven or more games, it's going to be because Marshawn Lloyd's a household name, which moves me to the best overall. And I think you have to continue to talk about it. Marshawn Lloyd. I think even though he has not taken a college snap yet, I think Marshawn Lloyd's the best running back out of this group. I mean, there's nothing that'll tell you differently in this scenario. There's nothing – because, listen, I think Kevin Harris is a solid player. I think he's a nice change of pace guy. I think he's a nice short yardage guy. I think he's a nice goal line guy. I do. But he ain't no Marshawn Lloyd. And, I, and it doesn't even matter to me. I don't need to see Marshawn Lloyd take a college snap to say that. Deshaun Fenwick, 
I've always liked Deshaun Finwich's game, but for whatever reason, he's just not been able to get on the field. I've heard, you know, I've heard different things. He's not a great pass blocker. You know, there's some other things that might affect him, but he never been able to find any consistency. And then you factor in Jaquandre White, Quan White, the transfer. How does he factor in? Great pass catcher, great athlete, has had his troubles off the field. But I think Marshawn Lloyd has the most to prove, but I certainly think he is the best overall running back out of this group. A group, by the way, I was reading up on this stat, and I thought this was really interesting and eye-opening. The Gamecocks obviously losing their top three running backs, Tavian Feaster, Dowdle, and Denson. 78% of your rushing yards are gone from a year ago. 78% are gone. So, you know, this is a position unit with a lot of talent, but a lot of question marks as well. Let's move into the season will be successful if, and I'll talk more about that. Again, it all revolves around Marshawn Lloyd in this situation. The season will be successful if Marshawn Lloyd simply, simply lives up to his potential. If Marshawn Lloyd is the guy we think he is, this running game will be good. Now, listen, there are outside factors that are going to affect that. Your offensive line's got to block. You know, the passing game needs to do something to help you out. Having stability at quarterback would certainly help that out. But all factors aside, if Marshawn Lloyd lives up to his potential, he's going to be the starting running back. And he's going to have a very, very good freshman season. He's going to be an all-SEC freshman team guy. Bottom line, he's going to be that guy. Stays healthy, all that good stuff. He's going to. He has that type of talent. I don't forgot who ran. I don't know if it was 24-7 sports or rivals or somebody was ranking, I think, their top 30 run or they had a list of the top running backs in college football coming in the 2020 season. Marshawn Lloyd was in the top 30 of those guys, and he's never taken a college snap. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, speaks to you of how good this dude is, how good he can be. So for the running back unit, if Marshawn Lloyd lives up to his potential, this group will be fine. Because, again, I like Kevin Harris in a complimentary role. I like Kevin Harris getting 8 to 10 carries a game. I like Deshaun Fenwick getting 8 to 10. Quandre White, we'll see what he can do. I don't know a lot about him. I know he's an athlete. Beyond that, we'll have to see. Great pass catcher. Guy who can make plays out of the backfield. But you, if, if Marshawn Lloyd pans out, you got a good stable. You, you really do. You really have a good stable back there. Overall grade for this unit, and some of you might be surprised after hearing me speak so highly about Marshawn Lloyd. I'll tell you, I almost gave this unit a D plus, but I'm going to give the overall grade a C minus. And the reason I'm doing that is just because when you're depending on a true freshman, the grade can't be that high. You don't have a lot of experience. You lost, like I said, 78% of your rushing yardage. And you lost 78% of your rushing yardage from a group of guys who ranked 10th in the SEC rushing. So this grade to me, the potential of this group is much higher. But right now, knowing what we know and seeing what we've seen, I can't rank them, rank them all that high. Just because, again, Marshawn Lloyd hasn't taken a college snap. This is just projections. You know what I mean? This is just potential. We, we don't know what's going to happen. But I think we'll look back. I have a good feeling we're going to look back after the 2020 season and say that unit turned out to be a lot much better because of how good Marshawn Lloyd was. Um, just speaking on, again, the questions and kind of the storylines with this 
2020 running back group. And again, it, it, it's, it all revolves around Lloyd. It all revolves about Lloyd and him taking over as the feature back in this offense. It all revolves around that. Um, I do love the one-two punch, again, of Marshawn Lloyd and Kevin Harris. I think Kevin Harris is a really sneaky good player. You saw what he could do against Charleston Southern. Again, I know it was Charleston Southern, but a guy who's really tough, he's like a bowling ball back there. Guy can do it for you short yardage. Guy can do it at the goal line. Love him in that role. I'll be very interested in Deshaun Fenwick. And he finally makes some, some sort of impact. I mean, Fenwick's a guy that he's really only played in like two games in his career. And he played well in both. I mean, really, uh, he, he played well in both. Just hasn't really gotten the reps. And then, again, what can Quan White do? What kind, type of role can he have? So, I give the overall grade a C-. minus. I think it could be much, much higher, obviously, after the season. But off of what we know right now, you know, this is a running back group with a lot of questions. You lose a lot of production. I mean, listen. Those guys had their issues. Rico Dowdle and Mon Denson, they had their issues, no question. I was very harsh on them. But that was experience. So you lack a lot of experience in the backfield this year. But, again, to me, this group, no questions asked. It all revolves around Marshawn Lloyd. No, it all revolves around him. Marshawn Lloyd's got to be the guy for South Carolina because I talked about it before. This is a Gamecocks team that I feel is going to rely on the running I think Mike Bobo wants to run the football. No question in my mind, I think Mike Bobo wants to run the football. I think, you know, I, I just – I'm not letting myself buy into the hype that this is going to be a, a pass-first offense. I think it's going to be a 60-40 run offense, to be honest with you. And so to be like that, you know, for South Carolina to have major success or to have success they're looking for, Marshawn Lloyd needs to be the dude and you need to run the football with success. And, again – Highest-rated running back signing since Marcus Lattimore. It's a lot of pressure, for sure. But we're talking about a guy that was rated a five-star recruit by some services. No lower than a four, obviously. So, <clears throat> really excited. I'm very excited to see what Marshawn Lloyd can do. I mean, that I'll be honest with you guys, going into a season where it doesn't feel like there are a ton of positives and a ton of reasons to be optimistic about this Gamecocks football season, Marshawn Lloyd is, is the one thing that I am really clinging to as far as, like, I can't wait to tune in and watch this guy run the football. I can't wait to see what all the hype is about. You know what I mean? I, I really can't wait to see him play. Um, because could, could he have that Marcus Lattimore impact? And, again, it's unfair to put those type of expectations on him. It is. I'm, I'll, I'll go ahead. Because Marcus Lattimore had a great team around him. But – Marshawn Lloyd, could he be that dude? I mean, who knows? Maybe he could be that guy for this Gamecock football program. So, we'll see. So, again, that is the running back unit. Thursday, we'll talk about the wide receivers. But running backs, very excited. Very, very excited to see what the running backs do this year. All right, a couple of news and notes, and then we'll get into your listener questions. We'll start out Gamecocks making the top five for 2021 four-star wide receiver Malachi Bennett. Uh, Bennett, a highly regarded prospect, obviously a guy that South Carolina – um, you know, you need to get, <laughs> there's no question. You need to get it at all possible. Um, Gamecocks continue to try to make some, get some momentum, I guess, on the recruiting trail. Things have gotten a little bit better. You've picked up some recruit or some prospects, some uh, commitments in the last week or so, week and a half. 
Malachi Bennett, I think he's not announcing to like late August, but this would be a guy that would be a major, major, major pickup for South Carolina. Um, actually, today, another quick uh, piece of news, and this is happening today, the SEC's ADs are meeting today to determine the future of football. I know we've all seen everything going on. You know, what is going to happen? I've told you guys before, I'm moving along business as usual. Obviously, we're releasing these shows these positioning and previews. We did the opponent previews. I'm going to give my predictions. We're going to have a big prediction show. All that good stuff. I'm moving ahead as normal, but things could be far from normal this fall. There's no question. Uh, again, the SEC ADs meeting to determine what this season is going to look like. Um, there's the potential. You know, people have talked about the no Carolina Clemson game. I know we've all seen and heard about that. So, you know, it, it's going to be very interesting. It's going to be something I think is ever-changing, ever-evolving. I think every day we're going to have new updates. I think we're going to find out a lot over the next few weeks. I think there's no question about that. Um, you know, the, the potential of a no count of Clemson game. I mean, listen, I've joked before that, oh, man, I'd love to not take that 28-point aspect. And there's a part of me that would, you know, honestly. There's a part of me that would rather just not play it. But to think of a college football season, to think of a South Carolina football season without playing Clemson, just seems very strange. Just, just, see, just doesn't seem right, you know. Just doesn't seem right. So, I think the whole proposal is very silly because, in my opinion, if you can play all of your SEC games, why, why, what difference does it make? Why can you not play your out-of-conference games? I mean, if it's not safe enough to play a non-conference game, how is it safe enough to play a conference game? Like, what, you know, if – you know, you're, you're, you're going to have Missouri. You know, you're going to have Missouri come down here to play South Carolina. But Clemson can't come to Columbia? Or South Carolina can't go to Clemson to play? Um, you know, I, I just don't – I just don't understand that. I just don't understand that at all. So we'll see what happens again. I just it would be very strange for a football season to happen and no, have no count of Clemson game. I think it'd be weird. Um, final piece of news, really quickly: USC opening is a twenty-three point favorite over Coastal Carolina. I know there's been some mixed reaction to this. People saying, you know, will South kind of cover? Will they not? I'll be interested to see how this line moves. In the meantime, obviously, but. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Gamecocks open is a pretty big favorite. Coastal, obviously, not the program they used to be. I think we all know that. But, uh, you know, pretty pretty big spread. Pretty big spread overall, I have to say. So, um, excited about that. All right. Let's get to your listener questions. Have a lot of good listener questions here. Very excited about these. Uh, Alec H. Dean underscore 88. Where do you see Kevin Harris in the lineup? I feel like he should be utilized a good foot. Yeah, I, I think he'll be the backup. I think he'll be the second string. I think he'll be, like I said, a good short yardage guy, a good goal line guy. I mean, I think that's what he's built for, really. So, I expect to see him in that role. I mean, again, he showed you last year as a true freshman. He's a tough runner. I mean, as a true freshman, think about him with another year in the weight room. I mean, he should be a beast back there. So, I fully expect him to get his fair share of carries, especially in those short yardage situations. Um, S.Rush7, biggest sleeper for a big year if they play both sides of the ball. Biggest sleepers on offense and defense. I think offense, Xavier Leggett, I just think he's a guy nobody's really talking about. I think I've said that before this offseason. I think Xavier Leggett is probably going to be my sleeper. And then on defense, 
That's a great question. Mm. Defensively, I think Damani Staley at linebacker could actually be a guy that really helps us. I really do. I don't know. I, I, I like the way Damani Staley plays the game. I think he could be a guy at linebacker that makes a bigger impact than people expect. Uh, let's see. Christian Bowman, one, underscore, zero, three. Marshawn Lloyd will be the next Lattimore. You see, it's, it's – I don't want to put those type of expectations on him, but, again, when you're as highly regarded a prospect as he is, that's just what's going to happen. So, I think it's a compliment more than anything, but I will say caution fans, like, he's a true freshman. He is a true freshman, but no doubt this kid, this has got to be probably the best – I mean, it is. It's the best running back prospect you've had since Mar- Marcus Lattimore. So, who knows? Maybe he will be. Who knows? Uh, Slade and Jack, if the SEC does conference-only schedule, will we play 12 games? The answer is no, absolutely not. Um, I think the most you play is 10. But, no, there will not be a full 12-game schedule if you do um, if you do a conference-only schedule. Absolutely not. Uh, Jordan Portillo, 93, assuming Lloyd is RB1, who is most likely to be the most effective running back after him? Again, I'd say Kevin Harris. I think Kevin Harris um, – Fits into that number two role well. Again, being a short yardage guy, being a goal line guy, even just being a change of pace guy. I mean, it doesn't have to be short yards for Kevin Harris to get the football, but he's going to get you, I think, those tough three, four yards. Um, So I think Kevin Harris will probably be the most utilized and the most effective guy behind Marshawn Lloyd. Um, Let's jump over to Twitter. Terrence Harris says, do you think we will have a thousand yard rusher this season? I'm going to say no. Um, I'm going to say no. It's the only guy that's going to have a chance to do so is Lloyd. I just don't think as a true freshman they're going to put that much of a workload on him. So I'm going to say no. Um, I think a good season for Lloyd, if he finishes 700 yards, 700 or more, I think it's a fantastic year. I really do. I think that's a really good year for a true freshman. Uh, Jay Rochelle says, this is the closest to the 2010-13 running back group we've had. Excited to see them play. Yeah, I mean, it's a fair comparison. I would say that's pretty fair. Uh, Michael Cavalier, I believe as, lo- as long as Muschamp lets Bobo do his job and gets out of his way, our offense can and will average 31 points per game. We have the running backs to do this, mixing in with tight ends and wide receivers we got also. Hey, from your lips to God's ears, man, I-, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Um, you know, was reading up on something today, Saturday down south, our buddies over there put out an article, power ranking the top, the, the offenses in the SEC going into the 2020 season. They had the Gamecocks ranked 13th out of 14 teams. And their reasoning, a must-champ team has never finished with a top 50 offense. And Mike Bobo's last two offenses at Colorado State didn't finish in the top 70. So I hope those of you that think Bobo is the answer, is the godsend for Will Muschamp, I truly hope you guys are right. I truly do. I'll believe it when I see it. I hope you guys are right, but it's just a little hard for me to believe. I'm not going to lie. It's a little hard for me to believe that that's going to be the answer. So, again, appreciate you guys' questions. Appreciate the questions as always. Um, and like I said, Thursday, we will break down the Gamecocks wide receiver. That's, these, these are always fun. These position unit previews are so much fun. I, I love going back over this and Breaking down these units, just it gets me fired up. I'm, I'm fired up. I'm fired up for football that's going to happen. I'm speaking to existence. It's going to happen. We're going to have a normal season. Everything's going to be all right. I'm speaking that shit into existence. Um, all right, cool. Got a fantastic interview, guys.
Marco Washington, better known as Marco 808s. If you guys are like, who is that? The Sandstorm remix that is played over the speakers at Williams Bryce is played really at all Gamecocks events at this point. He is the man behind it, the myth, the legend, the dude, one of my homies, Marco 808s. Very, very excited. This interview, guys, brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Again, go download the SeatGeek app, go to SeatGeek.com, use the promo code SPURSUP. You're going to get $20 off your first purchase. Again, guys, sports are going to come back. Fans are going to be back in the seats. Concerts will return. Life will get back to normal at some point. And when you need your tickets, SeatGeek is the way to go. And again, why wouldn't you use the promo code and save yourself 20 bucks? Not only are you going to get a great deal from SeatGeek, which is a great thing, you're going to get the most bang for your buck from them, but then you're going to save $20. And I mean, again, guys, you can't beat that. I'm literally putting money in your pocket, putting money in your pocket. So again, that's SeatGeek. Go download the app or go to SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code SPURSUP, S-P-R-S-U-P, to save $20 off your first purchase. Enjoy this interview with Marco Washington, a.k.a. Marco 808. All right, cool. You want to start this thing off properly? For sure, let's do it. With that crack, my boy, Marco Washington, a.k.a. Marco 808, a.k.a. the creator of the Sandstorm Remix, which if you're a Gamecock fan, I don't have to introduce, explain, talk about what – you know what that is. You can tune <laughs> to this, but Marco, man, appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you in the stew. Finally, long time coming. It's a pleasure being here, bro. Yeah. Like, I've wanted, I, I wanted it's to come been a, it's, so long. Like I said, it's been a long time coming for sure, dude. So let, let's jump right into it. Um, again, I think this is really interesting because nobody, a lot of Gamecock fans, again, everybody knows the Sandstorm Remix, but not everybody knows you. But let's go behind that. Just talk about, you know, you don't have to go super deep detail. You can go as much detail as you want, but just a little bit about you, you know, how you got, I guess, intertwined with Carolina, became a Carolina fan, um, you know, got into music. Just like, I mean, not. I guess not too broad, but just like the little bit of info about yourself, what people need to know about you. Got you, got you. So um, <clears throat> I, I, I was born here in Columbia, and when I went to Irmo High School, I was like, yeah, I got to get out of here. I need to go somewhere else. So I went to Coastal. And when I got to Coastal Carolina University, I started going to concerts, festivals, and I fell, I fell in love with music to a, a point where I wanted to start making it. Right. So I started making music back then, and I was. Were you starting out making it like rapping or like DJing? Or I, a mix. I rapped in high school. <laughs> the it, Lost Files, and it's bad. It's the Lost really Files, bad. dude. I made a song on the SpongeBob. Tra- oh, the the, 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 the classic SpongeBob track. <laughs> yeah, 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 that went like viral. Yeah. <laughs> so I did do that, but 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 when I got to school and I and I got my own laptop, I was like, yo, let me get FL Studio. I started like making beats, making like. EDM and and it's, it's stuff like that and I was just like bro I'm kind of good at this so like why not take it to the next level and the way the Sandstorm remakes came about was I was home for maybe Thanksgiving break my junior year and I was like yo this needs to be updated because mm-hmm. like it's so like you know just stagnant and like no one and people get hyped to it but right, it, right. it could be better right so what i did was i went on to uh google and i searched the exact vst virtual virtual instrument mm-hmm. that derude used to make the sound right. sound the, right, yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I bought that 
And then I found a MIDI file, which is actually like the notes to it. So I, I actually recreated the, the entire song. Right. So, and then when I started making it, I was going and I, I said to myself, <clears throat> for the first four beats of the drop, I'm going to have it go normal. And then I'm going to switch it to the trap part because you got to get the people to think that it's the, the normal sandstorm. Right. And then out of nowhere, you just get boom, like that big 808 mm. just hits. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> the first person to hear it was my mom. Cause like I'll stand with, stand with her at the time mm. and I show my mom, she's like, Marcus, that's going to make some noise. And I was like, okay. Yeah. 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 So I tagged some people in it and like two days later, maybe not even two days, my inbox on Twitter was full. Like we need this, we need this, we need this. And then Justin King hit me up and it was for an away game two years ago. I think it was Vandy. And he said, yo, can we use your sandstorm remix for our, our, for, 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 for one of our, one of our, one of our videos. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, right, right. I, I don't care. And then the shit popped off instantly. Exactly. I mean, as, as, as soon as people heard that, they're like, yo, we need, we need this in, in, in the stadium, like right now. Right. And next, next thing you know, every, every single game, every single touchdown, you hear it. Right. <laughs> and so uh, the inspiration for you to make it came from, I mean, you obviously came up a Carolina fan. Big so, fact. So, I mean, so being a, Carolina fan and also loving EDM. That yeah, was like yeah, yeah. a perfect mix. Yeah, because like my mom went went to U, U, Jesus USC. My mom is 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 a graduate from there, so right. I was like you know what, I'm gonna do something kind of for her. And you know, like I love USC. I've always been a USC fan, and I go to all the games: baseball, basketball, football, all that stuff. So I mean, like, dude, like just having the effect to like change the mood of the right. crowd it's such a feeling right. it's a crazy feeling bro i, I want to get more into that but i want to talk about something that you've you've touched on a lot i feel like on social media and that is like i guess the way people view guys that do edm especially african-american guys that do edm okay Just t talk about because i again i know that's something i see you talking about a lot on social media and i don't think many people you know I don't, the only thing I could think of that maybe would be like close to the perception of understanding that is like white rappers yeah. or how they were felt for a while. That's kind of how it is. That's kinda, but so like, that's like exactly uh, how it is. almost there's like a negative stigma just off the jump for no reason. That's exactly Pretty how much. it is. Like what I've heard so many times I'll send a song to a label and they'll be like, yo, why not just make this into a full rap beat? I'm like, that's not what I'm going for. I'm making EDM. I want to drop. I want right. people to go crazy at my shows. Right. When I DJ it and play it, when I play at the Senate, not a plug, because they <laughs> because they blacklist they blacklisted me. Oh, we but... have to talk about that. I mean, that's... <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but yeah, like dude, like yeah, be, being a black man making dance music and like it's hard because like I make trap and trap comes from hip hop. Right. So like, why can't people get into that? Like, yeah. Like, what? Well, it just makes me mad. Is it? Is it? Do you think it's just people just expect? Like, I just don't like. How did that become like a white dude thing? All, like EDM, you know what I mean? Like not all producers. I, are, I guess are white, is there a yeah. big producer that's not a white dude? Like, as for like the EDM guys, um, the biggest one that's not white 
if we're talking trap stuff, his name is Say My Name, and he's played right. my stuff out. Right, that's right. in America, but overseas, there's this guy named Afrojack who's black. oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah okay. he's black, but he's like from Germany or something. Gotcha, he's gotcha. the biggest like African American over there. But still, like there's like a handful, literally, of African Afri- African American people that make EDM like. Right, because everyone's focused on rap, focused on hip hop. I'm like, no, I, I, I want myself to make people go crazy. Right. So like, for sure. Well, again, okay. So again, obviously, I think it's so funny. Again, the Sandstorm remix. Everybody knows what it is, but not many people. And I think I feel like your story with that is very much how EDM is in the sense that like you could ask me, like I had no clue who, like what he looks like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or like not much about him, and. I think in the same scenario we were talking about you know, a little bit earlier, it's like no offense to you, but not many people know who's even behind it. Like no people don't even exactly, know where to download it, where exactly. to find it. Like they feel like the Sandstorm remix is like this foreign, like it's almost like this crazy secret. You know what I mean? I was out at freaking saloon last night and right. I was talking to this guy and this girl and I said, yo, you guys like USC? They said, yeah. And they said, and I asked them, do you like the Sandstorm remix? Like, yeah, we love it. And I was like, and then I said, I made it. They're like, just shameless plug. Just shameless plug. Always, always shameless The humble plug. brag. <laughs> plug it in. The plug humble in. brag. And they're like, you made that? And I was like, um, yeah. Do you want to see my SoundCloud? So I showed it to him. Right. And, and the girl was like, oh, couldn't, he couldn't really believe did. that exactly. like, it was even there. Exactly, dude. Like, why is the stigma so like, right. I'm black. I can make any type right. of music that I want. Well, I think a lot of people too, like for whatever reason, give, I mean, no offense again, give USC just too much credit to think they made it. I think is the first thing that happens, but on a more, on a lighter note, I want to ask you about, cause again, you got to go to a game, um, which we'll we'll get into this into a second, get into this in a second, but USC finally came around, gave you some tickets to actually go. And I'm sure you, I I don't know, maybe you'd go on before that, but to go to a game, like to be in Williams Rice stadium and and hear your mix bro drop that has to be dope as well that, that has was, to be such a cool feeling. that feeling i cried i have right. i have i have like uh videos of it like dude literally your mix like it's yeah. just insane bro, like I, there's i i've not felt a feeling like that ever in my entire life right like seeing eighty thousand people just like jumping up and going crazy to something that i made in my bedroom right like dude like that whole feeling i'm just like whoo like that's right. it's crazy brother now let's let's talk about again we we've talked about this a lot off the air just personally but usc obviously gave you tickets to go to a game for it and i think the only reason they did that is because the social media not backlash but like a lot of people were raising commotion you know we know how twitter works exactly. right i mean literally exactly. tennessee got a coach unhired because they were so pissed because, on because twitter. Twitter. Like, we get twitter. how twitter works but um again a lot of people tuning in they have no clue no context behind the sandstorm remix again you're the person that created it all right so let's actually go backtrack talk about how usc like so you said that justin king contacted you wanted to use it for a video for sure did they contact you again about putting it in like using it for in the stadium or like what was that communication yes so justin said can we use this for our promo videos for like when we go to away games i said yeah i bet go ahead you got it and then the next thing, like, after that call, called on, he was like, hey, the fans are really liking this, man. Can we play this at games? And I was like, of course, yeah. You're, I bet you're sitting there like, 
are you serious? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to say no. What do you mean? No, you're not going to play my set. Like, come on, dude. Like, no. And like, they start playing it and stuff. And like, dude, and Justin did come through. He did. He did give me the tickets. And like, when was that? What is the Florida game? Was it last year? Florida. Yeah. Last year. Last season. That's rain game, right? Rain game. Jesus Christ. So I'm sitting here and freezing cold, probably in the rain. Like, wow. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, Justin. I don't know. No, it was all good. It's all good. It's all in good fun. Now, the, th- the thing, I guess my point was just like, I mean, personally, I, I know it seems maybe an extreme the other way, but like, I think you should have season tickets for life. I mean, every you should have season tickets every game, every game they play the region. Everybody that, it's that how much it's enhancing the game day experience. The in atmosphere, the it changes the whole thing. It does. Have you ever and had no, a- And it's noticeable. It's not debatable. It's noticeable. Exactly. Everyone's like, hits me up and says they should have gave you more. They gave okay. They gave me two shirts and a ticket. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I could have gave you two shirts and a ticket. Exactly, yeah, bro. Like, like that comes out to like a cost of two hundred fifty dollars. Right. For for what I did to change to change the entire game day atmosphere, and then they put it on TikTok with with the video of of uh of 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 Ryan right running out. And right. I'm like. You're not you're you're not gonna credit me at all right. with this. Like I made this. Like what? yeah, I think that's my biggest thing is like again, not people not knowing who the the mastermind is behind it. And I want I want I want a lot of people to to know right. that, that I that right. I was. I mean, everybody wants credit for their work. I mean, everybody wants to you know exactly. It's I mean, it's just like social media, like with the Spurs Up show. Like, there's a lot of things that I repost. That's a lot of what social media is. Exactly, reposting, reusing things, but. You always credit people. I mean, you, you always, always you always plug them, kind of like image via video via they whatever. They have never plugged me once, right. bro. Like, if I was at a show, be like, you know, no. If I was at a game, be like, and sitting in row, the right. guy that made the Sansol remix, and I mean, then everyone was like, yeah, because it's like everybody knows what that is. Exactly, exactly. It, even people from out of town know 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 what right. it is because it has over. 54,000 plays on SoundCloud. Right. It's gotten around, bro. People right. know what it is. And, like, I get no credit for it. Yeah. I mean, it's – I don't know. Maybe somebody will hear from, you know, from this, from something else. But, like, I, I just, you know, I want you to get the credit you deserve. Um, I know we've, we've talked about this a little bit moving on. Um, have you ever considered making, like, trap remixes of, like, the oh, fight song, the, like, other – hell, other schools, man. I, like, bro, other, bro, like, bro. fight bro. song type of – my stuff, you know what I mean. The thing that's in my head right now, the the similar oh, right. oh, could do it. Put a trap beat under that. Right. That would slap. Like I'm thinking about doing that. I'm not touching Clemson because fuck them. But <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but like, dude, like I can make a whole like a whole folder of just like different people, like there are different schools of of fight songs that I can that I can just flip. Right. So what's all right? We got to hear the Senate story. We gotta hear the Senate story. I know, I know you played there. What was the what's the deal? Can you can you talk about the the, the Senate, Senate story? Like any any minor major details? I played too hard. I played too loud. Too and, loud. And, it was 2020. And I am also the co-headliner of the Senate too. So so I so I was the second person before the headliner. Right. And they said I played too loud. So I'm blacklisted from playing. At what the does Senate. that mean? What is this like 1960 and exactly. you're a rock band? Exactly, bro. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um the promoter pulled me off and said yeah you played too loud and 
Too loud. But but the crowd was going. I can show you the videos. The crowd was going the whole entire time. So I can't play at the Senate anymore. My last show was in Charlotte. The, the, the picture that I showed you, right, right. like that. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, the, my last show was in Charlotte. So that's pretty much where I'm going to play from now on. Right. And I, and I played a, a festival in Myrtle Beach maybe two years ago, but I'm not playing in Columbia anymore. Right. This is like a different place. For sure. I like the Senate. It's a good setup. But like, bro, if you're sound guy and everything can't handle my stuff, then. That seems a little crazy. That just, I mean, that, that seems. Wild. They straight up 86 me. They blacklisted right. me like for no reason. And like my boy that threw that threw that show, he 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 had another one, and he said the on, the only way you can um play is if you play the silent disco, right? Which is where the people right, have right, headphones because like, they can I, just like control the volume. Exactly, right? I'm not doing that. Like what the no, like <laughs> bro, like first of all, you, that remind I, this is so off. This remind that reminds me of like the little Dicky episode where he's playing the, yeah. the silent disco. <laughs> I'm like, bro. First of all, you you don't produce. You just de- you you play other other people's songs. Right. You play my songs in your set, but you want me to go play silent disco? No, right. bro. Like, what is that? Like, just because the Senate, the the guy running, like the sound guy, he can turn me down a little a little bit. Like, if I'm too loud, turn it down. Like, I don't know. It, right. it sucks. How how much different is it for you listening to music versus like the common person? Because I mean, I've listened to music with you before, and the things you notice mm-hmm. versus what like I notice uh-huh. are different. So, okay, what genre are we talking? I mean, hip hop. I mean, I, that's so, like yeah. what I, I like listening to hip. You know, hip hop, yeah. rap, whatever. But like, you you hear a lot of things. Like I said, with yeah. the beat, with the instrumental, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. A lot of people just mm-hmm. don't hear. When I'm listening to a rap song. I, first thing I hear is the beat. Is is the snare right? Is right. it EQ right? Is the hi hats right? Is it hitting at the right time? Is is the beat mastered? Is like the rapper's voice? Is is the echo on the voice? The the um the words are shaping my mind. The the reverb is is the reverb too much? Like Travis Scott when he does his little auto tune reverb and you right. hear his, his voice and it goes off. It's too much. I don't like that. Right. It has to be clean, concise. Yeah, let Travis act. Scott know. <laughs> yeah, Trav, coming for you, bro. Let Travis producer know. <laughs> oh my god! But like, dude, like with, with me, I've been producing. Okay, so here, here's how my here's how my produce, producing story started. Senior year of high school, I, I graduated in 2014. They gave us school ipads right so i jailbroke it and put garage band on there and i started making beats on there they took my ipad got another one did the same thing but then i i graduated went off to school and i was just like i'm gonna start making beats and like dude like you have to make it perfect like mm-hmm. mastering takes so long it's a hard process mm-hmm. but mastering making sure all your levels are right making sure nothing's bleeding through because mm-hmm. if you hear a song on the radio and your ears start start like to ring or hurt the song wasn't mastered right. Mm. Like there's so much that goes into it, bro. Mm. And like when it comes down to music and like I'm critiquing somebody, if you play a song for a minute, a minute, 15 seconds, I can tell anything in it. Like right. if it's not mastered, if it wasn't mixed right or the rapper's too loud, like right. that's just the producer and me coming out. Is it like, because I think it's interesting, like when you hear an underground guy versus like if I hear like a Todd Allison song, like, is it is that what is it just the producing why it sounds so much better? Like let's, it just sounds so much crisper. You know what I mean? Let's put like, it this way: young, young pinch, 
versus Ty Dolla Sign. Right. Ty Dolla Sign has that industry sound because he's sound he's signed to like a big boy industry yeah, label exactly right. yeah, he's on the label right pinch is doing his stuff by himself right he's scrounging so he's money got around. like his own engineer he's exactly. his own producer exactly. which right. is why some songs he played on played on the radio and some don't because they, they have to they have to have that certain frequency right and that's what it is right how many versions were there of the sandstorm remix or was it just was it just that that was it was, was it like as simple as like boom made it done it, it was a straight go really and then like one take I, done yeah it, one take done <sighs> wow because okay so here here's here's what i did i recreated the whole song and the first four beats it has the drums that boom, boom, right. dun, 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 dun. and then i added the doom 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 and on that last hit on count four that's when i bring the 808 and the boom right you know, Marco 808. I right. gotta have, I gotta have that Got Got sub base. So like, it was. I maybe took two or three takes, and then I mastered it, and then I just put it on Twitter. And the first tweet I said, um, "Oh, USC would like this," and it blew up. Yeah. How many views did that tweet get? I remember when I saw it, it was like twenty thousand. I think. Yeah, bro. I think it's up to like maybe fifty right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I specifically remember that. I mean, that mm-hmm. shit popped off quick. It did quick. That was a good idea. Everybody loved it, like everybody. But then the thing about it that makes me mad about it, like people know me for that, but my music has spread so much more. I had mm. a girl in Germany drop one of my songs on a live stream at right. a club in Germany last wow. week. I've had us. Uh, this DJ named Say My Name play play my songs at festivals in California, in Utah. I've had my songs played in I say Germany already. I've 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 had it played in like in like Slovenia, right. like in all in all those clubs there. People don't know that because people here don't care about dance music. Right. I mean, we're yeah, we're in a weird part of the country for it. Exactly, There's no question. It's like it's rock country or nothing. Right. So like. If I was in L.A., bro, I'll be so much bigger than, than what I am right now. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, what's the the key to popping off as, like, a producer or, like, a DJ or whatever? You know, what's – is it – you know, I mean, listen, in any success story, there's a right place, right time, a little bit of luck. You got to have a lot a lot of hard work, a lot a of lot, fucking lot hard of work, yeah. talent for sure. But, like, <clears throat> as far as, like, putting yourself in that position as, like, a producer, like, what's the – what's the and there's no one way but i mean what's like the in your mind i guess the way to pop off first thing you have to learn music theory when i when i was in college i took classes on music theory i took classes on jazz history and i took classes on american music history so i know i know the backbone of everything right so i know what hit at certain times and why some artists went and some why why some artists came back you know, like some some are good, some are bad. So I, I'm trying to learn from all of that. And then you have to, you know, find an audience, find your sound. That's the biggest part. Right. Find your sound. Your style, basically, right? Exactly. Like, because there's 1,500,000 other guys out there doing the same thing, mm-hmm. trying, to be, trying, trying to be a bedroom producer, but you have to find your sound. And I'm still struggling with that myself, trying, mm-hmm. trying to find my sound. Right. But... I'd rather find my sound than be some copycat guy yeah. that just gets put gets put into a slot for a show, and then they play the same set that the guy after them. Plays. I mean, an original is gonna get further than a copy every time. One hundred percent. I mean, no I, ha- I have some friends in Charlotte. I wanted to name drop so bad just now. 
I did. Do what you want, man. No, Do what no. you want. Nah, what bro. You want. nah, bro. Nah, bro. <laughs> I hold no judgment. Alex, I love you. But <laughs> but he's following other people's path. Like right. a year ago, he was making his own shit. But then after that, he's just following the wave. And okay, in EDM, there's something called a. I can't even talk. God damn it. A sustain note. Right. So it goes from count one to count four. Right. Like, wop, and, and, then, and then you put some stuff under it, like, bop, 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 under it with, like, you know, snares and stuff going under it. That's the wave in EDM right now, and, I, and I'll show you later. Mm. And he's doing that. I'm like, bro, make your own stuff. You're right. making hard trap earlier. Why stop? There's only say my name that was making it. Why, why would you confirm over to, to doing this other stuff just, just because it's hot? Bro, you can literally make your own style hot just by pushing it and getting people to listen to it. You don't have to conform to what right. other people do. Where, again, you don't want to be a copy, but where do you think EDM's going as far? Because music is ever changing. I mean, it's, bro, it's crazy. I just sit and think like how much different, you know, because 10 years ago I was in college, right? Yeah. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. How much different the music was? Like, I mean, Compared to now, like we were listening, to like what, 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 Dan James, like dude, like shit, like that, like the music yeah. felt so like what I don't know if raw say? is the right word or like it's just different. It's so much different now. It's like so, music's different. ever changing. That's my point. Music's always evolving. Sound always. is like style. Everything, everything always. continues to evolve and change. But like, where is EDM going? you think like what what's the what's the next like 10 years from now like, what's the what's well the evolution okay. like for one house music is never going because house is what people in posh clubs play mm-hmm. when they're drinking their high class liquor house is fine Pro- progressive house is what like martin garrett's plays at ultra that's right. going nowhere dubstep is going nowhere mm-hmm. that's what like the guys like zomboy and the harder stuff that's going nowhere because right, people right. love it but there's subgenres of all that stuff. Trap, trap is hard because a lot of white people like EDM, but they don't understand trap because they don't understand <laughs> right. hip hop. Right, right. So like they don't understand the drum patterns, the hi hats. They're like, what's that? They're like ticking noise. Right. It's a hi hat. It's going with the beat. Listen to it. So like some brands, something that some genres will keep going, but on the other hand, some might die off Mm -hmm. like i've seen something called reverse bass which is like kind of a heart dance type thing and it's like at 160 bpm it was it was dope for one summer now it's Mm -hmm. gone for sure i'm so i mean you know me man i'm not a uh like a big i I believe in having long-term goals and stuff but i'm not like a rigid five-year plan guy like i'm a very much go with the flow um just be able to go with the ebbs and flows of life. You know what I mean? I've seen how much shit can change from a year, like just, just in a year. Definitely. But I'll ask you like, what's your, uh, <clears throat> as far as moving forward, like what's your, where's your head at? Like, what are your goals at for? Like, what do you, what do you want to do with it? What do you want to do with like, cause obviously again, everybody loves what you did for USC, the for sandstorm sure. remix. I don't think that's over. I think there'll be more stuff to come as far as the, sure. we talked about the, uh, the fight song remake. There's a lot you can do with that, but like, 
<clears throat> I know you want to grow outside of that. Like what's facts, the, facts, what's facts, the, facts. the goals from Marco 808s as far as like the, you know, the producer, the DJ, whatever, like what's the goals? There? Well, Mar- Marco 808s is my Twitter name, but my personal music account is most wanted. Right. So most wanted MW Marcus Washington. Right. Got it. Okay. <laughs> but the thing is, bro, <clears throat> it's Charlotte is full of people. Can't go to Charlotte. Right. I want to head out west to like Seattle because mm-hmm. they have they have a scene there mm-hmm. of EDM people. Right. And I just got a good new job. So I've been working there for three months now, working for an, a nursing home. So right. I like it. I love it. And they have places in in Seattle and in Portland. I want to go out there and bridge my music out because here nobody cares about EDM. Not at all. They mm. don't they don't care. I'll play it in my car and people will be like, yo, turn this off. But if I'm if I'm out there, they're like, yo, turn this up. I like right. it. Like so, like that's where I'm going. The fight the fight song thing. I'm definitely <clears throat> going to do that as well because right. that that's it's almost like more like fun. I feel like like a yeah yeah like a fun part of the gig. Basically. Exactly exactly. And honestly, I don't even consider myself a DJ anymore. DJing's fun. I like having the crowd in the palm of my hands. Right. But what I like better is producing because I love the grind. I mm. love sitting at my computer for, I don't know, I can pull an all-nighter, bro, right. and go to work the next day and making a song. I love it because there's so much you got to put into it, like the equalizers, the, the putting something in isotope and mastering it. Like there's so much stuff you can do to make a song sound good, and that's what I like. And I love writing music, writing music too, making my own sounds. Like I made, I made the sandstorm mm. sound from scratch, <clears throat> right, right. using the same the same synthesizer, but I made it from scratch. Right. So like, that's what I like to do. Right. Does it ever get old here in the? I mean, seeing all the videos, like with the the drop and everything it makes me it makes me happy bro i love it i love it it makes me happy as hell that's what i'm saying i'm glad we had like have had you on because people need to know they need to know who the who the guy behind it is you know what i mean like exactly and again we weren't trying to bash usc earlier or anything because i I just but it's just it just needs to be said just things that need to be said exactly because like i mean like yeah attention needs to be brought to it it does like yeah yeah i I again it's not that you're not grateful for like the little exactly. recognition you got exactly but i mean at the same time bro like I and again you were you were a young cat you weren't yeah. like savvy with it probably like as far as like business you're right yeah the yeah. business wise legalities wise like what you could have done but like they i mean they they dropped the they, ball they, a they bit. uh i don't want to say took advantage that's the wrong way to put it but they uh they did pretty they came out of it pretty good they, they came out of it pretty damn good. They came out. They came. They came out of it with two, with two shirts, a signed Will Muschamp football, which he just stamped on, and right. then that was it. And two cards. Something. They came out of it pretty well. I'll say that. But yeah. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, that's why I wanted to have you on to make sure everybody knew exactly <laughs> who the guy was. So there's a lot going on, dude. I want to talk to you about some other stuff too. Let's talk. I mean, you're a Carolina guy. Let's talk Gamecocks. Sure. Let's I mean, get it. Let's get it. um, I, I've been very optimistic about that the season's going to happen. So I'm going to talk to you as if the season's going to happen. We'll, we'll talk about the – we can talk about the COVID stuff, too. I mean, COVID, whatever. Yeah. All this, you know, the societal issues. I mean, we know the world's in a crazy-ass place. But, I mean, uh, dude, I work at a nursing home, so I – Yeah, you see it. I see it Yeah, you day. see it. Every, every single day. But I'll ask you first, Gamecocks-wise, um, again, 
just with the assumption everything's straight like what's what's your uh your yeah take the glass (laughs) what's your take on the Gamecocks coming into the 2020 season again you're a fan like I'm and I'm very you know I'm always curious to you like just where the fan uh, are we getting a full season let's just say we are let's just say for the sake of the argument nothing's official let's say we are I will I love you brother you have to get six wins right if you don't if you don't get six you're done zone you're out right Bobo I watched some of your clips. I like your offense. Yeah, yeah, we're going to be under center more. I like that because we got freaking um uh, Lloyd back there who's a downhill runner. Right. I like that, but I would love to get him in space. Mm-hmm. I think we should definitely use Joiner a lot freaking more. We can eat, like even have a Wildcat package where it's not too much of a Wildcat, mm-hmm. like how Kentucky did it with um Homeboy. It's more just like a change of pace type instead exactly, of a Wildcat. Exactly, exactly. Right. With Lim Bowden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I was, dude. I was looking at his stats earlier too, about just earlier today, just for fun. Dude, he ran for I think seventeen hundred yards and thirteen touchdowns. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. Yeah, I think he, he didn't even he didn't even play quarterback the whole year. I think he I think he runs like a four two forty. Like he's a beast. Play. He's yeah. an absolute beast. But so but so is Dak. Dak is too, yeah. bro. Former former Mister Football. Like yeah. g- give him <clears throat> give him the chance he deserves. Right. I mean, yeah, it might not work your quarterback, but shoot, you can have okay, you can have Halinski, Colin Hill. Luke Doty, you you can have all you have them at quarterback, and they have two running backs, Lloyd and Joiner. Right, and you know how many plays you can run right. out of that, bro. You give her fl- flip it out to Joiner. You can direct can snap it to him. Exactly. I mean, you really want to? Nobody in the SEC is doing that, bro. Right. Mushem has to think in his head. You have all these athletes that play different positions, bro. Take advantage of it, dog. Mm. Like, why not? Right. No, I mean, I, I think we're on the same boat. I, most people, I think, too, it, it, you know, again, assumptions we have a full season, you got to at least make a bowl game. Year five, dude, like it's – and I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this, actually. Let's say it's an eight-game season, okay. conference only. Okay. If South Carolina goes two and six, does he come back? Because that's possible. I mean, Vandy and Are... – Who's the win? Kentucky? I mean, and I'm not like – Kentucky's the Kentucky's – the, the... Because if it's not Kentucky, it's got to be Tennessee. But the thing is, you can't. It's got to be A and M. You can't. Heck no. That's see. I think heck that. No. I honestly, bro. I'll tell you this. I think removing the non-conference would be the worst thing that could happen for Mustang. Because 100%. at least if you have the non-con, Coastal's you, a win. Right. ECU should be a win. Wofford's a win. Sh- should. No, should. I agree. No, trust me. Yeah. I caught a ton of heat for saying how tough that game was. Yeah. But, um, no, I just think that. That removing the non-con would be like the worst fucking thing for Muschamp because at least if you have three non-conference wins, it can disguise almost how bad you did in conference. But if you don't, there's no there's no hiding. It's not an almost. It is an right. There's uh, no hiding because, like I said, if you go, you know, if you go five and seven, <laughs> you know, and you go three and one in non-con, like. Two and six, two and six is a lot worse than five and seven. But, so like, but the thing is, you can't fire him in a pandemic like yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. A lot of people. Are making. I will take one more year. <clears throat> right. Only if Luke Doty is quarterback. Because Ryan, you owe me fifty bucks for that video, for that song I made you. <laughs> now it comes out. Now the truth comes out. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> No, I, I don't know. It's, you know, again, it, I, we're going to find out a lot this week, obviously, from the 80s and stuff meeting what I the wish, season will look like. I wish I can 
I, I wish I had NCAA 14 and I could, and I could control Marshawn Lloyd to be the best running back ever. I love his stats. I well, love, dude, I if that's I build. told you if we win, if South Carolina wins, if they make a bowl game, he he is a household name, no uh, doubt. He should be right now. No to doubt. Be with you. He should. Be. I mean, dude, he's he was ranked by one service. I forget who it was. They ranked their top running backs returning in college football in 2020, and he yeah. made the top 30. He's never taken a college snap. There you go, right there. How, I mean, that's insane. That is, when that you is really insane. think about it, that's insane. If you look at him, he looks insane. His traps come up here. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah. I know. He looks like he's wearing pads without them. Exactly, bro. Yeah. And, and then he's just cutting backflips all, all over the place, right. bro. Like, that's the most, most athletic guy I've seen in the world, dude. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I do want to talk to you about that. There's, there's so much going on in the world, bro. I feel like it'd be kind of – I don't know. It just wouldn't be right if we didn't at least just mention it, whatever. Um, the whole pandemic stuff, obviously. You work in a nursing home. Um, we'll talk about that first. I mean, just – I know you you were on the news rocking the mask. <laughs> yes, sir. We're, we're both good, so we don't have masks on this too, obviously, but I've yeah. been rocking the mask. Everybody – I mean, hell, it's mandated. You have to. You yeah, don't have a choice. Exactly. You have to rock the mask. Um, I guess, dude, working in a nursing home, just like what you've seen as far as like the effects of COVID and like, do you know anybody? I mean, I've already went publicly and talked about my own people that I, my family, like, and they've all recovered. Thank God. But like, what what have you seen? I got a full story. So it's Wednesday and my lunch is at 12. So last Wednesday, you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm, I'm getting ready to go to lunch. So I'm walking out. I see Lexington County medical pull in. Right. I was like, okay, let me stay and see and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then West Columbia PD pulls in, and then both the fire departments pull in and the police chiefs. We go, they come in. Right. One of our one of our residents was unresponsive. She couldn't breathe. Her throat was closed. Mm-hmm. They had a resuscitator and everything. She was fine that morning. She's on my list of people to go see. I went and saw her this morning. We had a conversation. She, she's eighty three. We had a conversation, and then two hours later, COVID like COVID was either dormant or it hit her. Mm-hmm. Right then, they had to take her out, resuscitate her, and had to take her to the hospital. Right. I don't know how she is now. Right. Literally, with COVID, working in a nursing home, somebody can be fine one day, mm-hmm. and then five five minutes later, they could be yeah. ringing r- <clears throat> their call light for a nurse to come try to resuscitate her. Right. Like how how old would you say she was? Eighty three. Yeah, I mean it's it's a some bitch for like. Yeah. especially the older age group. No question. But it can be for everybody else. I mean, I know a guy you know, that played college football at Newberry that's like a bodybuilder now that got it, and he got hospitalized. But the thing about it – That's the most in-shape dude you'd ever see. The, the thing about it, and it makes me mad, they're trying, to, they're trying to make kids go to school. Right. And you, oh, yeah. and, and you know these badass kids – Dude, college kids do. Everybody. Yeah, bro. Kids will be coughing on people to make them mad. Right. Like, Dude, bro. there are literally parties, COVID parties. <laughs> <laughs> they will have a bro. Weren't you the one that texted me about you knew somebody went had COVID that went to five? Oh no, no, it wasn't you. I meant to tell you this. It was somebody else that I know that is a grad student in Carolina that told me that they knew someone or knew someone that knew someone who tested positive for COVID Wednesday and went to five points that weekend. Hell I'm no. like, Hell come no. on, bro. You you you're an asshole. Like that, you're a jackass. That's that. more than an asshole. Yeah. You're you're inside. You should be asshole. getting your ass beat. Yeah, seriously. Like, bro, like, the thing about it with me working at a nursing home, I wherever I go, I have to think about the people that I interact right. with. Because you day. could be fine. Yeah. But I can still – I'm still interacting with people from the ages of 65 and up. Right. So they're more – they can get it easily. Like, right. 
I have to think about what I'm doing so I can protect them. Right. Even though I just work in the business office, they still come in and come mm-hmm. in and ask for money, ask how their claims going and I have to talk to them. But like, I can't go out and just like get the virus and then affect somebody. And next thing you know, they're out on a, like in an ambulance going to right. Le- Lexington medical. I can't right. do it. I can't do it. Bro. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's, I, I, I'll tell you this because, you know, you were asking about the season and stuff like that. And I, I think it's a situation where – and, I, again, I've been optimistic throughout the entire process. I, I just – I'd rather be – I'd rather be um, overly optimistic than be miserable or, like, just be doom and gloom, you know, if you will. But 100%. it feels like now that we're delaying the inevitable as far as the season. It does. I, I'm not very – I'll be honest with you. Like, in my heart of hearts, I will, I'm not extremely optimistic that – I think NFL will get played. That will – Because those are paid individuals that, hey, it'll be the same thing as NFL – or it'll be the same thing as MLB and NBA where, hey, you want to opt out, completely up to you. That's totally fine. But we're going to play. Hear me out. But college is so much liability. Hear me out. I work in medical insurance. They have their insurance to cover them right. just in case they get sick. Colleges right. don't. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. like – the ACC playing 10 games, Big Ten, 10 games, uh, Pac-12, they're looking towards 10 games, conference. That, <clears throat> that, that might be the, that might be the route to go, bro. Right. Like, I mean, yeah, you're still leaving your school and going somewhere else, but like the climate's the same. Right. Like, I think that might be the way to do right. it. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, Clemson, Carolina might be canceled for a year. We need it, but still. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I talked about that on the, the you know, this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I do joke and say that I, you know, I'd love to not take that twenty-eight point ass whooping because it'll probably be ugly, but it would be weird to have be, a football uh, season yeah. without Carolina Clemson. It'd be weird. It would be very strange. Which means the next year when Luke Doty is starting. <laughs> And we tear that butt up because right. we got our Connor Shaw back. There we go. Yeah, I, I, it's it'll be interesting. Like I said, I, I just think that I think that all or, the signs or ahead. or that quarterback that's coming up from uh yeah, I forget his name. Homeboy, homeboy with uh the swag the, the he, he, he got the flow right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like him. I, yeah, like I forget him. it. Yeah, he, like he's him. a talented kid too. I can say someone that we need to watch out for. That that white running back from Clemson. That's oh, yeah. Shipley, right? Bro. Will Shipley? Bro, yes. He's nasty. That, yeah. Hey. Five-star kid, right? Five-star. Yeah. He's a as soon as, as soon as ETN leaves. Yeah, he's the dude. He's right there. Yeah. He's good. I just, I just feel like all signs are pointing towards no. And, like, we're just holding out hope for you. As far as, like – the sports leagues are concerned. I, I don't know. It, it's like I said, bro, that's why I try to stay out of it because it's, it's like exhausting to think about. It really what, is. What they should do is have just the teams in the state play each other. Right. Yeah, Carolina. Well, then why cancel the Coastal game? Like, how much – and Wofford, how much sense does that make? Like, I, my biggest thing is just like if it's not safe to play a non-conference game, how is it safe to play a conference? Like, what's the difference? I mean, I just – There is no difference. So, and that's, you know, again, I haven't talked about the pandemic a lot on social media, bro, because I'm not a doctor. I don't feel like arguing about it with people. I'm a sports guy. Like, I don't, exactly. but I mean, I do have opinions about shit. And it's just, I mean, it's not the huge, I think you, I, I, the thing I hate the most is the in the middle thing. Yep. Either shut it all, I, 
I'd rather go back to how we were in the beginning of the pandemic where everything was shut down than what we're doing right now. Exactly. Being this half in, half out, like, bro, either shut it all down or, and it's not the humane answer, and it's going to sound bad, open it all up and say, you know what, what's going to happen is going to happen. They can open it all up. Or open it all up and just require everybody to wear masks. And the people that are like psychos on social media who like go off I about can't the they're just insane. That, those, people, bro. those people are insane, bro. Bro, you're, like you're, you're mentally ill to do this. This is my law yeah, that I do not have to wear. Insane, it's bro. not that hard to wear a mask. It's not that big of a deal. I have to wear one for eight hours a day yeah. at work. Yeah. But you're going into freaking Bilo and you can't wear it for two Dude, I mean, minutes? I was I was down in Charleston and I mean, you know, you have to wear it. It didn't even bother me. It's just like whatever. I mean Exactly. I mean, hell, I'll tell you too. Like, I mean when you go out to eat somewhere, for example, like you can pretty much take it off when you're eating. Like, exactly. It's it's not even like you have to exactly. wear it that long. Like, exactly, bro. <laughs> you know you don't have to wear it. Yeah. People like like you're putting like a muzzle on you. Like you're not crazy. taking my rights, bro. Yeah. You well, we we don't have to serve you. Get exactly. out. Exactly. I want to shift off the COVID stuff, bro. I want to ask you about just everything else that's going on. Obviously, I want to get your perspective. You as an African-American male, all the shit in the country going on, um, starting with the George Floyd stuff. And I, I mean, it, it would have been going on a lot long before that. You know, I feel like it's almost ingrained in the history of the country. You know okay. what I mean? But um, the George Floyd just, you know, brought it all to light. And I mean, obviously, again, I know you haven't, I haven't met anyone that didn't think that was just horrific and it was right, awful. So. But with everything going, like, what's, I guess just what's, where's, what's your, like, your headspace? Like, where are you at? Like, what's your overall as like, a, okay. thoughts on everything? As yeah. a black man growing up in the South who tends to date the other race, right. I've gone to females' house to have dinner, and the, and the dad didn't know that I was African, a, right. African-American. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting at, at the dinner table. He comes in, takes the wife to the back room, and I hear, why is that in my house? Right. I'm like, did yeah. you not tell your dad that I was black? And she said, no, I didn't think he was me. He, 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 so I'm like, I've been dealing with, I've been dealing with racism for forever. Right. And, and you know what's bad? A lot of people will say they're not racist, but they have a problem like interracial dating. It's like, that is. What's, yeah. What's wrong with it? Like, I'm just saying like, I think like, it's just funny. Like a lot of people will try to like justify they're not racist but they're bothered by interracial dating it's like that is racist it is it is it is and then like seeing all this stuff happening bro like that could have been me right i i i, I could have been on the ground with someone's knee on my neck killing me right and like they've been treating black people wrong for so long and like okay People say that I act white. I'm sorry that I'm proper. I'm sorry I know how to talk. It's I'm, like it shouldn't even be a thing. It shouldn't. It just shouldn't be not a thing. at all. Because like uh people always say, Marcus, where are you from? You talk so well. I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. I'm out of Hillbilly. Right. I don't gotta talk like I'm a, I'm southern all right. the time. I can bring it out if I want to, but if I, if I want to be presentable, I'm not gonna do that. Like, I mean, this whole it, it's crazy dog it yeah it is crazy you think changes i mean i, I think i think things are moving in the right direction they're moving, like, they're moving. i mean that's i give a lot you know i try to not talk shit on twitter because without twitter i wouldn't i genuinely wouldn't have a business like that was the first true. platform the spurs up show popped on true, 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 true. but i also acknowledge like twitter is extremely toxic because the greatest and worst part about twitter is everybody has a voice so even yes. the people that shouldn't do yes but i think in this situation 
I do think there's some good coming out of it. Because, like, that George Floyd situation, might, you might not even know about it if, if you didn't have smartphones and Twitter and all which that. Which is very true, which makes right. me think how, were, mu- how much stuff was going on right. before right. YouTube, Twitter, yeah. MySpace. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Exactly, bro. Yeah. We need police reform. I don't say defund the police because we still right. need them. We need to just reform the whole country <clears throat> and just have a talk. Right. We, if we had a president that would talk and just say, we got to stop this. Mm. We're all Americans. Yeah, I'm an African-American. Girl, human being. And, you're, I mean, and yeah, you're a white American, but we're still American. Right. And, and the thing about it, we're boys. Why can't, we, why can't the world coexist like how we do? Right. I just don't get it, bro. Yeah. I, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm definitely not one that thinks all cops are bad or anything. Me but like, neither. But I have friends dude, that are cops. I mean, I'll tell you, like, I mean, I'm a white person. I don't, I don't love the cop. Like, I don't want to get pulled over. Like, I, bro, I just, there's bro. just so much. It's just, it's not a good thing when you get like that un, that that sick feeling in your stomach when like you like you have to deal with cops. You know what I mean? Like, with me driving the car, the the car. I, mean, I can't even imagine what you feel. Like, exactly, bro. Like with me driving the car. The, that I do, it's fast. It makes it makes noise. Right, right. And so, like when a cop pulls behind me, I'm like, oh my god, I gotta straighten yeah. up, like yeah. because you never know. And one time I got pulled over, the cop was walking to walking to my car with his hand on his holster, right. and like he's like, do I smell weed in here? Do I smell weed in here? I'm like, no, sir. There's nothing in here. Why are you suspecting anything? Right. Like they they always just discriminate, bro. Like. Right. I have friends that are cops, and yeah, when when the riots were happening, she was scared. But I was like, "Right, y'all caused it, right?" Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think it just, you know, I've heard other people talk about different podcasts, stuff like that. Like, I think it definitely needs to be where like it's harder to be a police officer. Like, it's they need to be better paid. Like, everything needs to be reformed. I agree <laughs> with you. you. You need to, you know, they if they got to start over or whatever. But like, something's something's got to get. Something's got to. I mean, change. we got an election so. coming up. Go vote. But we got election yeah. coming up. I don't like either of the <clears throat> candidates right now, but we got to. Yeah. Hey, that's, dude, that's the thing. That's one thing I'll say. And I'm not a political guy at all, but I'm like, why Why do we have so many shitty candidates? Like for everything. Like, I mean, because you can't, you can't live in America and say that, like, you can't pretend like our candidates are like, we have these all stars. You know what I mean? How like, in the, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, how in, on, the wor- how in the world? Can President Trump walk into the United Nations, sit down, and have a normal conversation right. without getting laughed at? I mean, like, bro, probably, like, at least not on the in, at least on the inside. I'm, I'm like, bro, you have that. world leaders, but right. we got a freaking reality reality TV star, right? Like, what yeah. is that, bro? And then Kanye wants to run for president. What? The, what is? I this? mean, dude, that's like that's the thing. Is like, I mean, I don't. I'm not political because, like, bro, I'm conservative about some things and liberal about some things. I'm not same, red, same, I'm not same, red same, or blue, same, same, same. but I'm just like, why can't we, like, where's our, like, and I hate to put it, it sounds so corny, like our knight in shining armor. Facts. No, you're there's right. There's nobody you're we right. can hang our hat on. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. At this point, it's like, bro, I'd almost rather, like, The Rock run for president. Just, at least he's cool. At least yeah. he's cool. He's, he's, where's our cool guy? He, he's not, he's not a freaking rapist and yeah. stuff dude so like, i mean he's not like some old washed up and you know, just weirdo pretty much is what it feels like his freaking, it's hair, like, his freaking hair's gonna fly off when he like yeah. walks on the wind no nah, it's crazy with his prostitute wife yeah dude it's crazy man. so I, before we wrap up i know we're, we're uh we're doing good on time but before we get out of here appreciate you coming on what's the uh can you give us a sneak peek 
like what the next drop is? Because I know I know you got shit lined up, shit in the works. I mean, without yeah, giving yeah. up too much detail, like yeah, what's yeah. the uh, so what do you from, got planned coming so up? So for right now, <clears throat> I have uh, the song "Satisfaction" by Benny Benassi. It's a really old like techno song. I got that remix ready. I got a remix for this, this dude named Nasty who was going to put it on his remix EP, but it it passed and I didn't get to send it to him. I got that ready. I have a Rascal Flats remix <laughs> on the way. That sounds fire. <laughs> Life is a highway. <laughs> that sounds fire. I think I saw you tease that one. Yeah, yeah, A little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. Bro, I have a lot of stuff. I have literally like 46 unreleased songs just waiting to be dropped. Love it because I because like I'm taking a break from producing so I can right. get my job right, right. and everything. So and I like, think it's probably perfect timing. All the shit going down. Exactly. So I mean, exactly. Because yeah. like <clears throat> I, I've talked to some of my artist friends and none of them are making music right now. Right. So like I'm fine. Yeah, for sure. Well, let everybody know where you like plug yourself. Let everybody know where they can find you. Let everybody know where they can find you I'm because again, right, you've been over here. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Let everybody know where they can find you. Like all your social media, SoundCloud. Everybody always asks the question, where can I download the Sandstorm remix? Like, let everyone know what the deal is, where they can find you at. All right, so Twitter, Marco808. Also, my artist Twitter is It's Most Wanted. That's my artist Twitter for all my music and everything just like that. Instagram, same thing. Marco808 is my personal. Music is um, It's Most Wanted with the underscore. And SoundCloud is just look up Most Wanted and you'll find all my stuff. I got songs with over <clears throat> 500K views, 13,000, 8,000 views. Like, bro, I'm big on SoundCloud. Like, my songs get played all over the freaking world and nobody knows it because we're in South Carolina. If I was in California, I will, I will be big right now, dog. Like, dead ass. And I got friends that tell me that. Shout out Black Jesus. Shout out Mikey, Mikey Berenici. I love your boys. For sure. Hey, my guy, appreciate it. As always, bro, we got to do it again sometime soon. So for Marco 808s, the man, the myth, the legend, I'm Chris Wilson, the Spurs Up Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks so much. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com